No more private jets, no more golf club dues, no more country club dues. Perks under the report are limited to $25,000 per individual. Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm Alex Resurrection Risk Bloomberg. And I am Hannah Hot Money Joffy Waltz. Today <laughs> is Wednesday, October 28th. And that was Kenneth Feinberg, White House Pazar, testifying before Congress that you just heard at the top of the podcast. He was talking about perks he has taken away from the finance and auto companies that are under his control. And on the podcast today, we are talking about resurrection risk and hot money. Right, which uh, sadly is not as exciting as it sounds, but we will uh, tell you all about it. (laughs) But first, our Planet Money indicator. It is 31,000. That is the number of new homes that were sold in September 2009. And that number, Alex, is very low. Right. It is the third lowest number for September on record since we started keeping track of these numbers in 1963. And the number is also a third of what the number was in 2005 at the height of the bubble. This is a bummer of a number because it seems like we're returning to a path that we thought we might be coming out of. So last month in August 2009, new home sale numbers were almost the same as August 2008 numbers, meaning that for the first time since this crisis began, 2009 monthly numbers weren't dramatically lower than the 2008 numbers, which was great. Up until August, that hadn't been the case. 2009 was worse than 2008, which was dramatically worse than 2007, dramatically worse than 2006. Right. You get the idea. And we thought we were finally reversing that trend. But September shows we're back on the down elevator. And speaking of more of the same, let's get on to our main story today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The Wall Street Journal reported this morning that GMAC finance company is going back to the Treasury for yet more money. And we've seen companies get bailouts before. Then we saw a bunch of companies get second bailouts. But GMAC, GMAC is on its way to achieving a special distinction of three bailouts, the third being on top of $12.5 billion that GMAC already received since December 2008. Now, we should say here, Ally Bank, a subsidiary of GMAC, is a major funder for Planet Money. So GMAC, a little history, it was primarily a financing arm of GM, meaning they made loans to people who wanted to buy GM cars. But they were also lending money to people who wanted to buy other things, namely houses. They did a lot of lending in the subprime mortgage sector. Uh, Enough said about that. (laughs) (laughs) They got into trouble, like pretty much the entire banking system. And at the end of 2008, they got rescued by the U.S. government. But unlike the other banks that were rescued, GMAC keeps coming back for more. They're reported to be negotiating for anywhere from two and a half to five and a half billion more dollars. And our colleague Adam Davidson and I called up Columbia economist Charles Calamiris this morning. We wanted to ask him what he thought about bailout number three. And Charles said he was actually up until four in the morning last night writing a paper, and he hadn't heard the news until we told him. And so we want to talk about <laughs> overall. So, wait, so what? You're laughing? It's funny, isn't it? I mean, when you say they're going back for a third bailout, it's it's sort of like it's just a funny thing. I, I had to laugh. <laughs> Charles Calamiris is, by the way, an expert on banks and banking regulation, and he said once he finished laughing that what's happening with the GMAC is a textbook example of the dangers you get into with government bailouts. GMAC 
owes a lot of money, too much for it to pay back without help. The government steps in, gives it that help, keeps it alive. But in doing so, it's handing over money to a bank that's in a lot of trouble. Suppose that I'm in a situation where I know I'm already underwater, by which I mean that I know that if I do nothing, my bank is dead. That is, I have negative net worth. There's no value to the owning stock in this bank. If I don't do anything, this bank is going to be shut down. So I say, well, you know, I'm not shut down yet. So how about if I do uh, some resurrection risk-taking? I take a big risk. Maybe I expand my bank substantially by borrowing a lot uh, in, in the wholesale market. Then I go out and lend it, do very risky things with it. Let's say there's only a 5 or 10% chance I'm going to make a huge amount of profit from that risky bet. But if I do make that huge amount of profit, I'm back in the game. I now have valuable stock. And so what have I got to lose? I'm playing with someone else's money, namely the U.S. taxpayers. So Charles Kellamira says this is such a common phenomenon that people who study this stuff have given it a name. Do you want to say it, Alex? <laughs> resurrection risk. Resurrection <laughs> risk. Alex, resurrection risk, Bloomberg. And he says the tendency of banks to take bigger risks to make more money, he calls that a Hail Mary pass which, Alex, I have to admit, I did not know what that meant. <laughs> well, it's a football term. When a team is losing, they have a couple of seconds left. They throw a huge, long pass, which typically has a low chance of success. And so they say it's basically a prayer. I know. I, I'm a... looking it up on Wikipedia right now. It says, a common term used to refer to any forward pass made in desperation with only a small <laughs> chance of success. Right, exactly. So... Calamaris is saying that that's what banks who get into trouble are tempted to do, basically make a desperate move with a small chance of success. But what does a Hail Mary pass look like in banking terms? Well, it might look like some of these new Ally Bank commercials that you've seen. Ally, remember, is the renamed consumer banking division of GMAC. It used to be called GMAC Bank up until May of 2009, and then they changed their name to Ally. So picture a floor with a rectangle drawn in the middle of it and a child's bike is sitting right in the middle of that rectangle. And then you've got a, a schmoozy banker type and an adorable red-headed girl. Whoa, yeah. You see, the terms require you to keep the bike in this predetermined space. If you want to take the bike out, I'm going to have to charge you a penalty. You can't really ride in this little space. Well, you can't ride very far. <laughs> Even kids know an offer shouldn't come with ridiculous conditions. Why don't banks? We're Ally, a new bank whose no penalty CD lets you withdraw all your money and bring it anywhere without a fee. It's just the right thing to do. <laughs> so, Alex, what's crazy to me about this is this is a bank making fun of stodgy bankers and all their rules. Right. I know. Actually, it's, they're actually really good. I, I like the ads. I think they're funny. But the, but the Hail Mary part of that ad, um, it's right there at the end. And let's just listen again. We're Ally, a new bank whose no penalty CD lets you withdraw all your money and bring it anywhere without a fee. It's just the right thing to do. So a no penalty CD, that might sound like a good thing. You don't have to lock your money up for six months or a year. Like with most CDs, you can get the same good rate and withdraw your money at any time. And Ally Bank has a lot of things like this that seem like a great deal to you or me or the consumer. The rates of their CDs, they're among the highest rates you can find anywhere. For example, if you go to bankrate.com, it says Ally will give you 2% a year. But big national banks like, like Wells Fargo right here, which people consider to be one of the healthier banks out there, they only give you 0.5%. So why exactly is this a Hail Mary pass? Why is 
Ally giving you 2%. Well, Wells Fargo only gives you 0.5%. Why is this a Hail Mary pass? Well, it's essentially Ally Bank saying, hey, lend us your money. We really need it. We need it so bad, we'll give you a much higher interest rate than the rest of the banking industry is willing to give you. And that rest of the banking industry, as you might imagine, those guys that Ally Bank is making fun of in its ads... They're not so happy about this. So here is Paul Mursky. He's the senior vice president and chief economist of Independent Community Bankers of America. They are offering those rates because they received exceptional assistance from the government and taxpayers over $13.5 billion so far. And now they are going to ask for a third round of assistance. So if you think you're getting a, a better deal on a CD, it's already cost you $13.5 billion and then some uh, to get that higher price CD. So people study the banking industry said that high interest rates are just one of the risky practices that banks that get into trouble will engage in. There's another one. This one is actually my favorite. It's called Hot Money. <laughs> hot Money. <laughs> hot right. Money 99.9 <laughs> FM. Right. Um, so, so Hot Money is an industry term for so-called brokered deposits. And these aren't deposits that are made by individuals like you and me, Alex, but money raised by brokers to deposit into banks like Ally. Um, and they're considered riskier because brokers are only interested in the interest rate. If the interest rate is high, like at Ally right now, that's great for them. But all that money, it could just flow out in the blink of an eye the minute you lower that interest rate that you're paying. And Paul Mersky says it's one thing if a bank wants to engage in these kinds of risky behaviors on their own, pay much higher interest rates and raise a lot of money through broker deposits. But it's quite another thing when that bank is doing that after getting a government bailout. Everyone's trying to make uh, the best of a very bad uh, economic situation and bad credit markets. And when you have uh, competition where the government is picking winners and losers and giving you know, three rounds of bailout money to one bank that is then competing with you, uh, basically unfairly and well beyond market prices, um, it's making the go even more tough for those 8,000 banks out there. So we talked to an Allied Bank representative, Gina Proia. She didn't want to go on tape with us, but she did say that the fact that Allied Bank is offering these high rates, it has nothing to do with getting propped up by the government. She says the reason they can offer these rates is because it's an Internet-only bank. So they have less overhead than brick-and-mortar competitors, and they can pass on those cost savings to us, the consumer, in the form of higher interest rates. She also made the point that Ally Bank is a regulated bank. It has lots of government regulators looking at it, examining it, and it's meeting all its regulators' requirements. And so there are people watching it to make sure that it's not behaving too riskily. Alex, though, this does bring up a question which we keep thinking about here. Why? Right. Exactly. Why? Why is the government doing this? Why is the government propping up an institution like GMAC? You know, it, it's one thing to rescue a huge, systemically important firm like Citigroup or AIG, where the argument was made that if they go under, then the rest of us are are in the soup lines. We're screwed, too. But, but GMAC is small compared to these big guys. It's smaller than Washington Mutual, for example, which was allowed to fail. It was seized by the FDIC and sold to J.P. Morgan Chase. So we asked Charles Calamiris at Columbia, why? Why GMAC? I don't think you could argue that GMAC is a systemically important institution. I wasn't in favor of the bailout of General Motors for exactly the same reason. And so looking at GMAC and trying to understand why are they having so much trouble, you have to start, I think, with the politics of the automobile bailout. But in fairness to them, 
they are in a pretty tough niche right now, trying to finance consumer credits at a time when consumer credits are not looking very good. And, you know, Han, I just wanted to touch on what Charles Commerce just said there. Like, he, he said that basically um, they're in a pretty tough niche right now looking to finance consumer credit at a time when con- consumer credits are not very good. And if we can translate that out of economics, <laughs> he's basically saying that you don't want to be a bank trying to make your money by lending to people so that they can buy houses and cars because people aren't buying a lot of houses and cars right now. So, so you can sort of think of a bank as their primary job is to provide a service that service is, is credit. Right, that serves a need, an existing need. Right, exactly. You don't want to be in the business of serving something that people don't actually want. Right, and right now it seems like there's not that many people who want to buy houses and cars, and and if your business is lending to those people and trying to find people like that to lend to, it seems like you're in a shrinking business a little bit, you know, at least for the time being. Right, it's a rough spot to be in. It is a rough spot to be in. Okay, so we are going to watch what happens with GMAC and with... Any other new bailouts that come up? I think that's it for us for today. I'm Hannah Hotmoney Joffy Walt. And I'm Alex Resurrection Risk Bloomberg. Thanks for listening. <laughs>